Welcome to Vicious Whispers with Mark Tullius, your source for horror, sci-fi, suspense, and all things violent. Thank you so much for joining me today on Vicious Whispers with Mark Tullius. Today at the end of the episode, I will play two short horror stories instead of the usual one. You guys are just so awesome. And the first story is really short, so I don't want to rip you guys off. What do we have? We have No One's Home. That's a short one. And then another sort of short one called Glory. So play those at the end. I have a feeling today's episode is going to be pretty short because I woke up. That's been a rough, rough week, rough night. I mean, I don't even want to complain. I shouldn't even complain. Just giving you a heads up to what's going on with me. I've been handling it really well. But our new kitten has been waking me up pretty much every morning at around 4.15. This morning, I tried a new tactic. I was like, all right, I'll just sleep in the room that he's going to be in. I'll be able to put him back to sleep. No problem. But uh, yeah, we fought from 3.40 till about 4.40. And now we are up. And that's him over there crying. He's so cute. He's lucky. That's why he's still alive. I would never kill a cat. Never. It was, that was a joke. But it is a little upsetting. Although I've been handling it well, every morning my wife wakes up at the usual time and is afraid that I'm upset. I was like, no, I'm getting a lot of stuff done. So I just changed my routine generally. So I'll wake up, I'll start writing. By 5 o'clock, I'm already in the sauna. 5.30, I'm starting to do yoga. 6.30 is when I start getting the kids ready. So not a bad way to start the day. Gives me some quiet, and I've just been going to bed earlier. The other bad thing, though, is I let myself... I. I should say I injured myself, but I kind of knew it was coming. I haven't been to my chiropractor in a long time, the one who does the NUCA. So that's for the National Upper Cervical Chiropractic Association, I think. That's where the only focus on the top of your the top two vertebrates. When mine are in alignment, I am good. There's no pain in my low back, no tightness in my neck. Another thing we noticed was that I used to have, I don't know the technical term, but it felt like a rib slipping out of place. It'd just be incredible pain underneath one of my shoulder blades. Everything locked up. My whole body's kind of twisted until I get it taken care of. Well, that happened yesterday morning because I just kept putting off going to the chiropractor. Put it off, put it off, put it off. Like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And yesterday morning, my back went out, so... Trying to sleep, trying to move, trying to do anything has been terrible. I went to acupuncture. That helped a lot. But again, like I need to go get adjusted. I need to get this fixed because otherwise it's sending messages to my body to pull myself that way. One of my legs actually gets about half an inch shorter because uh, when my neck is off. So I will try to make an appointment today. Hopefully I'll be able to get in. If not, we'll do it next week with the whole family because yeah, we all need to get checked out take care of ourselves. It's easy to forget about the health stuff when you're feeling good or good enough. But when something goes out, it's like, oh yeah, I, I better fix that. As far as writing, this week I did absolutely zero on Death Fest. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say absolute zero. I think I did some stuff at the start of the week. It's hard to remember. Today, I'm kind of excited because this afternoon, my friend Fortunato, he is driving to Vegas. He's like, yeah, motherfucker, you get to sit in traffic. That's not why I'm excited about it. He is going to call me, and we're going to walk through lots of the Death Fest stuff. He's very good at describing music. He was a singer in a band. He's a DJ. He has a much better vocabulary when it comes to music. I know what kind of music I like. I know what I enjoy. I don't have a great 
I don't do a great, great job of explaining or describing or know exactly what sound it is or how to how to really yeah how to describe it as cool as possible. So I'll be having that talk with him today to kind of beef that up, work on some of the songs. So that should be cool. But all I've been doing this week really is digging into trying to study Ghostland, Duncan Ralston's book. So that means not only going over his main story, which he sent me, but just rereading this book. So, yeah, you could tell kind of beating the shit out of it. But it's because I'm dissecting to see what else. I want to make sure, you know, I do a decent job of keeping everything consistent. I know Duncan already is, but I want to participate. I want to do something. I want to. So he's given me the opportunity to suggest death scenes, you know, come up with some of those ideas. So that's what I'm doing right now. It's like, okay, I've already gone through trying to Ghostland, the main story, what he's given me. Going back over Ghostland, and then I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, what did we? Did, was anyone left out? Were there any anyone cool from Ghostland that from the original book that we're not seeing in this one that we can see, and just stuff like that. So it always helps me to make a map. All I did was copy Duncan's, although it looks like, well, let's just say my son did this. Yeah, you can't really see it, and I don't want to give shit away. Although there was nothing on here to give away, and you couldn't even read my writing if. You try. So uh, that's what I always tell myself. I was like, dude, I'm not messy. I'm writing in code. So that's how I explain it. But that's been a lot of fun. So that this weekend, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'll finalize <coughs> different decisions. Final, And when I say finalize, I'm not saying whatever decision I make is final. I'm just finalizing my suggestions. I will give those to Duncan. He'll check them out, make sure, see which ones work, which ones don't. He might say they all suck. He'll be like, dude, just let me do it. And if he says that, that's totally fine too. So we'll get that going. I also got a new section of Trying Not to Die in a Dark Fairy Tale from Evan. I'm probably not even going to look at that for a solid month. But that's okay because he's going to keep moving forward. We know his story is working. It's funny. It's exciting. So that's super cool that I'm going to have that as soon as I'm done with this Ghostland thing. And then going back to Death Pass and then going here. And then Caitlin's going to give me something. And then I got this. And then I got that. And then I got this. And I got holy shit. But it's all good. It's all good. Because all that really matters is that I am happy today. And I am. So even though it's, well, it's 5 o'clock right now. But even though, you know, I'd rather kind of be sleeping. No, it's like I got an opportunity to do some really cool stuff. It doesn't matter what book I'm working on. It doesn't matter what's being released. It doesn't matter. All that is just like, all the shit's inconsequential. The only thing that really matters is today, how I get through it. How I either make it a better day for my family, a worse day. How am I going to impact others around me? It's like, no, I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to, whatever. I might be in a decent amount of pain. But that's all right. I know there are people that have way have a way worse than I do. So that is all about that. Anyhow, what else on the book front? Oh, make sure you pick up Trying Not to Die in the Pandemic. That is the free one this week, November 17th through the 21st. And then we still have Unlocking the Cage and Ain't No Messiah on sale for 99 cents. And then all three of those audiobooks are on sale. For $2.99 at iTunes, Apple, Chirp, and Barnes & Noble. They should be. So check those out this week. Even though I didn't really want to, this week I've been pretty active on TikTok. Doing like two to three videos a day. Sometimes I think they're funny. Sometimes they're terrible. But 
I'm still posting. So I'm trying to build that following over there. If you could join me on that, that would be awesome. Tell your friends. So that's author Mark Tullius. If you haven't done so already, too, that'd be super cool if you would subscribe to this podcast. If you are a listener, please subscribe. That definitely will help share, review, all that good stuff. That's always incredibly helpful because generally I share this one time on social media one time with my newsletter, and then I forget all about it. And that is not the way to run a business. But, I don't know, podcast has always been kind of second. Definitely, I don't even know if I should say second place, but it, it's down there. I'm still doing it. I'm being consistent. Something I'm going to stick with for probably, I don't know, probably a long time. It helps me, helps me get my thoughts out. And I enjoy talking with people. I enjoy the back and forth when you guys write to me and stuff like that. So, I plan on keeping it up regardless. It's nice to see that it is growing. But if you would subscribe, like, share, all that stuff, that would be even cooler. Just make me feel that much better, that much more loved. That's what life's all about, right? I think we're just going to keep this one short because I already said everything I need to say. Not a whole lot going on here. I did do more guitar this week. Very little language. Like, I'm doing enough language just to keep in the Duolingo League that I'm in right now. But it's good. So I broke that. I don't have to have the high scores anymore. That's all I've really been doing. There's not a lot of time for anything else. But I think I'm going to get back at it because I have an hour and a half left to put this out, do my newsletter, and then start getting the kids ready for school, driving to school, all that fun stuff. Have an incredible day. Hopefully get to my chiropractor. Fix my back and have an incredible weekend like you guys are going to. But first, let's go out on a story. Let's actually, let's go out on these two stories. So the first one is No One's Home. The second is Glory. These are both from Twisted Reunion. And that audiobook is narrated by T. Quillen. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you have an incredible week. And I will talk to you later. Peace. No one's here. I'm no one. Been no one since I was old enough to remember. The name on my birth certificate might read Andrew, but I'm never called that. I'm no one. Mother always said so. It kept me safe, and it kept her from lying. No one's here, baby. She had two hiding places for me when she entertained men like Desmond. Sometimes she put me under the bed... Usually, she put me in the closet. That's how I learned to do it to her like a grown-up. That closet was small, and it smelled funny. Not like this one. I've been here for eight hours, and I could stay eight more if I had to. But I don't think I will. They go to bed early, and they just turned off the TV. I won't make any noise. When I was a kid, sometimes I accidentally rustled dresses or bumped into the door. If Desmond asked what it was, Mother would tell him not to worry, that she needed to feel him inside her. If he tried to get up, she'd swear no one was there, no one was watching. Just keep going. Don't stop. Don't ever stop. I'm never remembered. Nobody will miss me when I'm gone. I blend into the crowd, another nameless face. But I like it. I'm no better, no worse. I'm simply here watching, like the angels. Even though people may not know my face, 
They feel me. When they found my mother, the police said no one could have crept into mother's room while she combed her hair. No one could have done such brutal things to her. And if you ask my neighbors who tortures all the strays, I know they'd say no one does that. And surely no one in this city is responsible for the horror happening in the schoolyard. The lights are turned off. Now it's just as dark out there as it is in here. I'll give them a few minutes to get settled into bed. No need to rush things now. Everything is set. I already searched their bedroom. I found everything I needed. No one needs to watch this. They're getting undressed. I hear zippers and buttons and pants falling to the floor. I don't hear any more talking. Just the bed squeak briefly, the cover shuffling. They're probably curled up in bed, whispering I love you. No one should have that kind of relationship. No one deserves that kind of special bond. This damn door didn't creak like that earlier. I should have oiled it. I don't think they heard it, though. There's no noise. He's probably touching her, stroking her hair, her thick brunette hair. Just like the only woman no one ever cried for. I wonder what her throat will feel like. How soft her skin is. Skin so thin. God didn't think that one through very well. No one could have done a better job. This is my favorite part. They can't hear my footsteps on the carpet, but I know they can feel my presence. They always can. They know someone's here. I see it in their eyes, even in the dark, where no one can see. She's whispering that she's heard something. I'm in the doorway. She's whispering because she knows someone is with them. The husband's telling her it's nothing. No one's here. He's just as scared, but he doesn't want to show it. But he knows someone is coming. Glory. This was Tony's idea. It always is. He's crouched down beside me behind this juniper, and he won't even look at me. He has his eyes locked on the dimly lit park waiting for us at the bottom of the hill. If the cops drive by, they'll see us running down there. Tony doesn't seem to care. I whisper to him, You're going to get us killed. What? Nothing. I'm going, and if you're going to chicken out, give me the camera and go home. I don't think this... I trail off as Tony turns to me. Even in the dark, I know he's making that face. The one where he's questioning if I have anything between my legs. Relax, there's nothing to worry about, Tony says. It's hard to keep it to a whisper. What if he's in there somewhere? I scan the bushes. All I see are shadows, and they're moving. I know it's the ring of flickering red and yellow floodlights, but I can't help but think it's someone lurking. There hasn't been a murder since they started locking it up. That psycho split. What if he's just waiting? Tony ignores me. I say, he's probably watching us now. Tony is focused on our target in the middle of the park. The floodlights encircle the bronze statue of Achilles, 
It's fifteen feet high, not counting the five-foot stone pedestal. Achilles is holding his spear in one hand, a shield in the other. The top of the helmet looks like a stone mohawk. His boots rise up to his knees. The rippling muscles of his thighs are almost as impressive as his chiseled arms. I don't want to sound like a coward, but I say, He's probably just waiting for someone to enter the park. I can tell Tony is about to make fun of me when the circle of floodlights flicker in rapid succession. This is part of the display, the new security. The city installed lights after Christina Peterson ended up with her throat slashed. She was the third teenager who'd been murdered. The killer, they said, could have been a copycat. The first two boys had their eyes gouged out. A different calling card. But all of them died right here. Tony leans forward. He's looking at something. What is it? I ask. Nothing. I thought I saw something. Saw what? Nothing. Let's just go, man, I say. You gotta stop watching those horror movies. These murders stopped when the cops closed up the park. The guy left town. You don't know that. No one knows where he is. You want to risk it for some prank? No one knows but the cops. My dad says they didn't release details to anyone. That bullshit going around school is just that. Some stupid story to scare little kids. Tony stands and looks down at me. So are you going to be a little pussy or are you going to come down there with me? I'm not a pussy. I get up and follow him. But if I hear anything, I'm out. Tony chuckles. Not a problem. I'll be the one running right behind you. We creep down the hill and move from bush to bush. The red and yellow lights playing off the bronze sculpture of Achilles' massive torso and outstretched arms make it look as if the Greek god is ruling over hell. We get to the six-foot fence surrounding the statue and lights. My head is spinning and I have to rest my hands on my knees. I listen for noises. All I hear is Tony's breathing, the one thing I can't seem to do right now. I pull out my inhaler and take two long pulls. Dude, keep it down. I couldn't breathe. Tony waits a few seconds. You ready? I've got my face to the fence, checking every shadow for movement, looking for any excuse to bail. Are you sure about this? Tony grabs my inhaler and chucks it over the fence at Achilles. It clinks off the pedestal. What the hell, man? You should get that, Tony says. You're a dick. I know. If we get busted, you're paying my bail. I point to the white and red sign on the fence. Look, no defacing public property. Violators will be punished. Tony's looking at the dark bathrooms on the other side of the park. You read it wrong. What? It says prosecuted. We're talking about breaking and entering, violating curfew, and vandalism. They're not going to do anything. No one's out here. But what if they do? I mean, I can't go to jail. My parents would kill me. You won't go to jail, dumbass, Tony smiles. They might take you to juvie, though. That's not funny. I know a kid that got raped his first and only night in there, and he was only busted for shoplifting some candy. You know a kid who was raped? Who was that? I hate it when he calls me on my stories. My cousin Glenn told me about it. He used to be a probation officer. Yeah. And he told you about a boy being raped? Yes. I don't think he did. He fucking did. 
then he was trying to scare you. I guess it worked. Tony gets up, pulls a digital camera from his pocket. He flicks it on, and all of the yellow lights encircling the sculpture blink off. Why did it do that? I ask. Must be some electrical glitch. No big deal. Tony puts the camera away and motions for me to get up. Let's go get famous. He points at the sculpture bathing in the eerie red light. No one's touched that stupid thing since they put it up. I use the fence to pull myself to the top. Yeah, for good reason. No one's dumb enough to come out here. We're going to make a name for ourselves. Now stop talking. Fine, help me over. Tony laces his fingers. I step up in the makeshift stirrup and look down at him. You better follow me. Just go. I scramble over the fence, land on the wet grass. Tony lands next to me, and the spray cans clink in his backpack. The red lights circling the sculpture flash off. Tony grabs my arm and I nearly scream. All the lights flash back on, and I push him off me. I heard something down there. I lie. Tony shakes his head, eases off the backpack. No one's in here but us. Tony slips on his mask and holds the camera above his head like he's going to take a selfie. But instead, he lifts two cans of spray paint in front of the lens and says, Welcome to Pittsburgh. He hands me the green and keeps the black for himself. I adjust my mask and feel the camera on me. There are probably only three or four people watching this, and all of them are in our class, but I'm picturing the 10,000 Tony said would be tuning in. All I want to do is scale the fence and run back home. But I snatch the can and I walk down the hill, try not to look scared. Tony following me with the camera doesn't make me feel any better. It's hard to breathe, and my head's on a swivel. We make it to the picnic tables 20 yards from Achilles when every light in the park flickers off. Complete darkness. I freeze. What's happening? We're happening, man, Tony says. I don't turn back, but I know he's doing that wide-eyed mug for the camera, the one he's been practicing all week. I hear him hit pause. I see Tony check his watch. It just turned midnight. They must be on a timer. All of them? Yeah, that's what it looks like. The red lights around the sculpture flare back on. Tony hits record. So much for the timer, I say. Tony hits the pause button. Stop ruining this. Just go. We need some light for the camera anyway. You go. Tony hits record and points the camera right in my face. Are you ready? He growls. I put my hand over the lens. No way, man. I don't even want to be here. You go first. You're going to break it. Tony pulls the camera back, keeps shooting me. Who's the pussy now? I ask. Tony pushes the camera into my chest, nearly knocks me over. I don't know if he pressed pause or not, but I picture the guys at school laughing their asses off at how stupid we look. Tony tells me to point the camera at him. I do, and he pops the top off his can, creeps past the picnic tables, and mumbles that he's not a fucking pussy. I watch him through the screen, trying not to breathe too loud because I know he's going to rag on it later. So will the guys. Listen to fat wheezing Maddie. Surprised he ain't crying. Tony steps inside the ring of lights, and the yellow ones spring to life. Tony's almost the color of the statue. He freezes for a second, like he wants to flee. 
but he surprises me, takes another step toward the sculpture. The lights begin to alternate red, then yellow, over and over again. Tony stands at the base of the sculpture and glances back. The lights cycle faster. I wave him on. I'm getting all of it. Now do it. Slowly, Tony spins in a circle, his eyes squinting. He says he can't see past the circle of lights. Someone's fucking with us. Do it. Go, man. I zoom in on the statue's profile. Achilles' chiseled features glow in the lights. I stay on Achilles' upper body, hear Tony take another step. The lights cycle even faster. They begin to strobe. Achilles seems to rock to life as the lights bounce off his bronze skin. The glare is brighter than anything I've ever seen. Finish it and get out of there, I tell him. It's hard for me to make anything out. I hope the camera captures something we can use, that we can change the exposure later. It won't do any good for the live feed, but maybe we can fix it in post. Are you doing it? I finally ask. Tony doesn't answer. I step toward the circle, the veil of light, just as impenetrable as the darkness that surrounds it. Dude, get the hell out of there. Again, no answer. I take another step and trip on a rock. I throw out my hands to break my fall. The camera and spray go flying. I pick up the camera. Hope it still works. I can't look away from the image on the screen. Achilles' brutal eyes staring directly at the camera. A halo of hellish color swirls around his head. I don't care who hears me. The cops, the killer, anyone watching this feed. Come on, Tony, let's go! The lights snap off, and the entire park's engulfed in darkness. I don't move. Just wait for my eyes to adjust. I see shapes. I hear a hiss. It, it's Tony spraying the top of Achilles' head. Tony is on his back, sort of riding the mythic figure. I check the screen. It's too dark right now. I can't see much, so I flip on the night vision. Tony's climbing the statue trying to stand on Achilles' shoulders. I scream for Tony to go for it, to get up on the statue. Although I know I shouldn't be encouraging this. It will sound better for the video, though. No one wants to hear the cameraman promoting caution. Suddenly, Tony wobbles. It's like he's surfing, his arms out trying to balance. I step to the side and keep the camera on Tony and Achilles, my feet moving slowly, trying to get one of those Michael Bay-type shots, when Tony's body jerks back. His foot must have slipped, but it seemed like he was punched or shot by something. He's falling backwards on the other side of the statue. I hear the sharp crack of him hitting the cement. I keep the camera pointed at the ground as I run over and see Tony on his back. I don't know if he bumped his head, if he's unconscious, but I hope I won't have to call 911. I ask if he's okay. I tell him, try to breathe. There's a noise right behind me. I turn, expecting to see the killer, but it's just Tony's spray can rolling on the concrete. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I say, and I start to laugh, realizing how ridiculous I feel. There's no one there. Just a stupid can. The yellow lights flash on. I'm blinded, but I blink a few times so I can see again. Oh, God. I wish I couldn't.
something is pooling around Tony's head. It's blood. So much of it spreading on the concrete. The red lights flash on, which makes it all the more vibrant. I want to run away, but it's so beautiful inside the circle. The lights begin their mad cycle, speed to a full strobe within seconds, and it almost seems like Tony is moving. He's not, though, and I don't know what to do. I just point the camera at him and keep filming. He's going to be famous.